The return of Gobert. Slightly different feeling than the return of the Mac, huh? And Edwards is banged up too. In the other matchup, Jimmy Butler missed practice and shoot around, but we'll play in the play-in. But more importantly, how the NHL is set up with the cat. Emily Kaplan, you guys are in trouble. Let's go. We are. The cat. Sneaky good hockey panel, I got this though. You know, we, we should sow in the sea on your on your cloud today, Emily Kaplan. You are. I'll take the A for a season first. I think I'll work my way up. the NBA playoffs starting tomorrow tonight. The final two play in NBA news in games. Rudy Gobert is back. For Edwards, it's sore shoulder, iced up hand and knees, but not on injury report. Your shooting was ice on Tuesday. For Miami, Jimmy Butler not at practice yesterday, nor shoot around today. Personal reason, but the reporting is he will be there tonight. DR DeRozan will not be there tonight in Miami. She had school today in Chicago. Who you got, Tim, and what are you watching for? Bulls, Heat, Thunder, T-Wolves. You know, on the first game, I'm watching to see if uh, second half Zach Levine shows up in the first half, the one who had 30 points. And if he does, the Bulls already, we kind of feel are better. They're 3-0 and against the Heat. If he does, I don't really think the Heat have – there's much that they can do. The Spolster's already talking about changes, fundamental changes he has to make with, with the rotation against his team. In the other game, honestly, I think Minnesota is fine. Uh, I know they have a lot going on, and they have some trouble uh, okay. with uh, Gobert yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. But uh, if you look at it overall, they were ahead of the Lakers most of that game. They sh- probably should have won that game. Now they're going home to play a lesser team, a team that, you know, got hot and made some threes and, and you know, could do some damage. But I, I just think the T-Wolves get it Minnesota done. is fine. That is a headline from our panelists fine. in Plasma, too. They're fine. Clinton Yates, I turn to you. <laughs> In the Eastern Conference, I'm looking to see if the Heat can simply score enough points to win a basketball game. This, not, this team does not put the ball through the hole that much. And in a loss, they got a rare 30 out of Kyle Lowry, which just does not happen. So if they can fill it up, we'll see if they can do. As for Minnesota, that team is fine, Tim. Did you see what they all said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Give it, to it. Give it to How about it. nobody said anything? They were all just okay with it. And that, to me, is a real sign of a team with a problem. They got to get it together quickly because they should have won that game against the Lakers and they they didn't. I'm very much looking for the vibe check when it comes to the- Aaron Lyles Jr. on tonight's play-ins. Yeah, if the Timberwolves are fine, it's like the when you're in a relationship and you're unhappy fine, you're not fine. Uh, but let's start with this, this Bulls and Heat game first. I do not trust the Miami Heat after what they did against the mm. Atlanta Hawks. We know they have trouble scoring points. They're last in the NBA in points per game. They usually make that up defensively as one of the better defensive teams in the NBA. I think they're seventh in defensive rating. I don't think that that's going to be fixed tonight against Chicago. You have two big wings in Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. And the way that Eric Spolcher is talking about how they're going to have to defend them sounds good from one of the best coaches in NBA history. But after the way that they looked earlier this week, I don't trust them. And then as far as this other game goes with Oklahoma City, I think we are getting to watch Shea Gilgis-Alexander's coming out party for the casual NBA fan. I think they're going to win this game tonight. We know Rudy Gobert's banged up. Anthony Edwards, I think he is more injured than he's letting on. But I think Oklahoma City, they're young, they're fast, they're going to win this game. And I think you're going to see, again, Shea Gilgis-Alexander have his coming out party against Denver. And Emily Kaplan. 
I feel like you guys were all hinting at it, but being in Chicago, I've got to give the Bulls their flowers. First, education system. We're keeping our kids in school. Very important. Number <laughs> two, their offense yeah. comes very the other easily game. to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Their offense is coming so easily to them, though. Since the All-Star break, only the Clippers have had a better field goal percentage than the Bulls. They've matched up super well and have shot really well against the Heat in those three wins. Insane 56% from the field the last time they played in March. And you guys mentioned Zach Levine. Like, the one thing I do appreciate about the NBA playoffs, even more so than the playoffs that I I typically cover the NHL, is that one player can take over a game and be that complete killer. And that was Levine against the Raptors. He showed he could be that dog. They've got two of those guys because DeMar can be that too. And I just think that their offense is going to be way too much for Miami to handle. Tim, I'll let you get back in to pick up the pieces of your fine argument. I'm just going to say quickly, I believe in Chris Finch. I know that statement (laughs) is out there too with Minnesota is fine based on last year's first round, but I think he's a good coach. I think Carl Anthony Towns is more right. than doing Chris Finch himself called his team wreckage about two days ago. He doesn't even think they're fine right now, but there's more infighting with the T-Wolves than, than succession. I mean, right. <laughs> pretty far from fine to, to kind of quote an old movie, Marcellus Wallace, about Tim Callister. You'll get that. All right, so let's talk first round. Starts tomorrow. I want an upset pick in a second, but just so you know, that can't even be the Warriors because right now they're Three to one over Sacramento. Heavily favored. That's the six over the three. Andrew Wiggins will be back for the champs. He's been out two months, two days. Clinton, what does that mean? The Wiggins return. And how do you see this fascinating matchup? Champ versus up and comer, offense versus offense, shaking out. I love it. I think Wiggins coming back is huge for this team. Again, I look towards another sort of vibe check situation. If you think about outside of Wiggins' defensive presence, what is this team going to be? The season started with a proverbial bang. And to get an injection from a guy like Wiggins, who literally has quite a bit to prove after admitting 20-odd games, I think this is perfect for a team like the Warriors going into a series against the Kings who score a ton of points. You couldn't. All these other teams that have had guys sort of jump back into their lineups have been like, ooh, I don't know. Wiggins is the one guy with the Warriors that I trust. The Dubs can actually figure it out. Plug in and play. And you believe Golden State is a heavy favorite? I do not. We'll talk about this later in the game. But I do think that what he is going to contribute personally makes that team far closer. (laughs) Look at that podcast move. We'll talk about that later. You're here now. Talk about it now. Harry Lyles, is Golden State that big of a favorite and with Wiggins returning? I think that that is honestly a little bit too confident, I would say, in trusting him coming back. But the reason anybody thinks Golden State can make a run is because of Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins and Gary Payton II, who recently came back at the end of March, are the two guys who held this team down defensively. Without them, they don't win that title last year, right? So you're hoping that Andrew Wiggins can come back and give you that spark on the defensive end of the floor. I do think that people should have a little bit of caution, though, because even though we know he was out with the personal issue, he also was out for 15 games with a groin injury. And when he came back from that, he did not look the same. So I do think that excitement should be there. That hope should be there, I would say. But I think we should also hedge a little bit when it comes to Yeah, this. Harry Lyles landscaping. A lot of hedging going on. You know, without <laughs> Steph Curry, they also don't win the title last year. They need that Steph Curry as well. So I guess, yes, there are gradients of everything. Kat, what do you think? I mean, his reintroduction is huge. When the Warriors have their starting five that they expect to be their starting five, they're number one in offense, number one in defense. They also have outscored opponents by 22 points per 100 possessions. They're really good. We don't really know what Andrew Wiggins we're going to get, but even if he's like 75% of himself coming off the bench 20, 25 minutes, 
his presence allows everyone to do what they need to do better, and he adds that element of defense because what's been the Warriors' big issue this year? They cannot win on the road. They're 11 and 30 on the road, but defense has been the okay. issue. How have we gone three minutes into discussion with nobody mentioning the Sacramento Kings? Nobody's lighting the beam. All right, so we have already said the Warriors can't win on the road. Let me finish. They are the road team in this series. They're going to need to win one. Kalisha, I turn to you. I mean, I think there's way too much love for the Warriors right now. They did lose 30 games on the road. I, I, I doubt that an NBA champion has ever gone 11-30 and 30 on the road. They may get through this series, but I believe in Sacramento a lot more than maybe the panelists and, and, and others do. They are the highest-scoring team in the league. That's got to count for a little bit. There is a little bit of emotion for a franchise that hasn't been in the playoffs forever. Fox has waited a while for this. And, and now Sabonis and the rest of the team, Harrison Barnes. I think, I think the Warriors have their hands full, even if Wiggins is okay. And Yates, you want to talk about this series or you want to wait a little bit? We can wait a little bit, or I'll jump the gun right now. Doma and Deontay, they are going to do it against the Dubs. Light the beam. I'm picking the Kings right now. Forget about the rundown if that's how we got to do it. Well, there we go. Okay, where was that before? But thank you, finally. So you, you take Sacramento in this series. Harry Lyle Jr. I'm going with Golden State, but look. The key, again, here with Wiggins and Gary Payton, they're going to have the bulk of the defensive assignments on De'Aaron Fox. That is going to be the key to the series, especially for somebody who led the NBA in clutch points this season. Mm -hmm. Kaplan. Golden State. Veteran teams know how to turn that switch when the pressure ramps. Mm -hmm. All right. First round upsets. Are there any? Let's see how creative you guys can get. Harry, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the Knicks over the Cavaliers. I think that this has the potential to be the most exciting series that we're going to see. Both of these arenas are going to be extremely, extremely fun. Donovan Mitchell, we, he had a 71-point game earlier this season. The Knicks, Jalen Brunson, he's got that playoff experience from last year. I do think this potentially, again, will be the best series that we are going to see. I think one of the keys here is going to be clutch time scoring for the Cavaliers. They're just 20th in the NBA. If these games come down late, I trust the New York Knicks. He trusts the New York Knicks. Those are words that haven't been said on this show in the entirety. The 20 years we've been doing it. He trusts the New York Knicks. <laughs> Emily Kaplan, how about you? Yeah, I also trust the New York Knicks. Woo! I think that they match up super not, well against the Cleveland this is, this Cavaliers. Is a hot take, I think. Okay. They're great on the road. They have incredible depth. The last time they played there, we talked about that game, and one thing is really for sure, their bent came through. They played that game without Julius Randle. We don't know if Julius Randle's going to play. And also, Jalen Brunson put up 48 points, and you know what? We're going to talk about it later, to quote the great Clinton Yates, but if the Mavs believed in Jalen Brunson, maybe they wouldn't be in the position they're in right now. Uh-huh. Tim Kalishaw? These people are in the wrong borough, Tony. I'm coming your way. Yeah. Keep an eye on the Brooklyn Nets. We don't know what this team is going to do. They're playing with house money. They got all these players. They got uh, Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson who went to the NBA Finals. They got Finney Smith and Dinwiddie who went to the Western Conference Finals. None of them are superstars. All of them are good. And Philadelphia has a way of melting down when you least all right, expect so it you're, in the playoffs. Okay, so you're taking the Nets over Philadelphia. Give me some Brooklyn Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie. Is it, you did not source Kyle Kuzma in your answer, I noticed. No. He, I, Clinton Yates. He'll, he'll, he'll move on. Give me an that. upset. The Nets start shipping guys down to Dallas, and all of a sudden, Kalashaw wants to pay attention to them. But they are the <laughs> most interesting out. story <laughs> Good call out. in the Eastern Conference. Nets. People forgot they existed at all once they started shipping people out of town, and they're playing, as Tim said, against a team that's sometimey at best in the playoffs. I don't know that they're going to win it, Tone. I think that's going to be the Lakers in terms of upsets, but I'm watching the Nets oh, very closely. Okay, so you're watching the Nets. you got the Lakers. Let's break down Lakers-Grizzlies. Grizzlies asked for the Lakers. 
Dylan Brooks wants the Lakers. After what you saw from the Lakers needing overtime to beat the very not fine Minnesota Timberwolves, you got the Lakers in the series, Clinton? There's one round in this thing that they can win in the actual playoffs. That would be this one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yates 19, Kalashaw 11, Kaplan 11, Lyles Jr. 9. Between the hedges. Aren't you, aren't you going to cover Georgia football? Maybe I, that's I, why I, you're I, in the hedges. There you go. Fire <laughs> between the hedges today. Next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Dallas Mavericks fined 750K for sitting players versus the Bulls, a.k.a. tanking out loud the last weekend of the season. Tim Kalashaw, this is not fine. But does a fine adequately address this, and did the NBA come down hard enough on the Mavs? I think, I think it's really all the league can do in a league that they know has a lot of season-long tanking going on. It was just that the, the Mavericks were so bad at it that the coach came out and told everyone that management called for this and the team wanted to win and they were told to sit down, all these players who were healthy. You can't be that loud The about team it. was bad about it. I give you points for that. Yes. But what do you mean this is all they could do? Take away the ping-pong balls. You've incentivized I, I losing to begin I, I don't with. Know how you, Go ahead. I think you could say that would be fair, but what do you do about all these other teams that have been doing it for a month or two months or a year? You know, take away all their when you're pointing balls, your finger at another team, Tim Kalashaw, you've got three fingers pointing back at yourself. <laughs> Emily Kaplan, how about you? Yeah, that's what they can do. They can take away the draft pick that they were so desperate to protect. Look, I think that every team has been doing this all season. The Mavs' only issue is A, saying it out loud, and B, doing the last game when everyone's apparently paying attention. I also find it pretty ironic. They're repeat offender, but look, they've escalated it. It's $150,000 since it's last on this in 2018. Harry Lyles Jr. I thought the fine was going to be a little bit more, but you can't take away the ping pong balls. The Philadelphia 76ers have made this their brand for three to four years, right? Like, (laughs) you can't do that. But again, I I do think you just can't do this out loud, and there's nothing really that the NBA can do to make this stop. So they really just need the Mavericks to be like, hey, can you just keep it down over there? And then they won't have to have this this issue again. Clinton Yates, you see it that way? 
Yeah, but the Sixers were building around sort of one star. This was a team that traded for a guy who's one of the biggest dudes in the league, and you already have a dude who's one of the biggest stars already. I think it is a little different in terms of how the league looks at it. I think Cuban was testing Silver, and Silver was like, I'm not going to bang you just yet, but we're definitely going to hit you with a little bit of a hefty fine. I think this is, I don't know, chapter two and what's going to be a long yeah. time. Uh, you're saying that what can the NBA do? They can do whatever they want. This is their league. You right. can't have teams wanting. Tim, if the Timberwolves are fine, what are the Mavericks as a franchise right at this moment? Oh, the Mavericks are not fine. Yeah. The, 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 uh, Reggie Miller and the rest are all right. The roster stinks. And, and that's with Kyrie Irving on it. And we have no idea what he's going to do. And we don't even know if, if they're hanging on to that pick. There's 20% chance they don't get they're that. They're not pick. fine. They're fine. We'll move not on. Fine. Baseball, 13-0. How far can the Tampa Bay Rays go with this? Tonight in Toronto, Rasmussen versus Berrios, and this weekend, Fleming, Kikuchi, and McClanahan at Manoa. 13 straight wins to start a season, ties the 87 Brewers and 82 Braves. If they win tonight, longest opening win streak since anyone? The 1884 Maroons. What a maroon. Oh, yeah. Clinton, along with how far, let me ask you this. It's April, but are the Rays already in control of the East with this? Absolutely already in control. We talk about this all the time. The games in April count just as much as the games in August. One win is one win. If you were this far out in front to start the season, trust me, everybody else is looking up on you. You can ask the New York Yankees overall. And don't tell me about the schedule being an issue. Good teams beat bad teams. That's how that works. And with the difference in the balance with the division, the Rays are in the driver's seat big time. Harry Lyles. I agree with Clinton Yates. Anytime you could be mentioned in the same breath as the 98 Yankees, which this team can, their run differential of 71 over this 13-game stretch is the most since that team. So you have to give them their due. With that said, I will take the Blue Jays to upset them at some point this weekend. Mm-hmm. Emily Kaplan. All right, Clinton, I'm not saying the schedule's an issue, but they wouldn't be this far ahead and undefeated if they didn't play the three worst teams in Major League okay. Baseball. And also had a series Here against the go. Boston Red Sox. That said, the Tampa Bay Rays are one of the most <laughs> well-run organizations in all of professional sports. They're very balanced. They're going to be a competitive team this year. But to say that they're historically great is probably doing a lot of justice. And uh, um, we're, we're glossing over And Tim Kalisha, which side of the fence are you on? Yates and Lyles I or Kaplan? I don't know that it makes that much difference that the Yankees are five out with 149 to go. I think they can make that up. On the other hand, I do think Boston is in trouble. People thought the Red Sox might be coming back this year. They're eight out. They're not catching Tampa Bay. Can you please talk about the Tampa Bay Rays, the team doing the winning? Please. They got a lot of offense. That's what I'm telling yeah. you. Wander Franco, Randy Rosarina, these platoons of Josh Lowe, Harold Ramirez, that lineup is loaded. All right, here we go. How the NHL season ends. Last night, Connor McDavid, the assist, and he finishes the season with 153 points. 15th all-time. Only a whole lot of Gretzky, a whole lot of Lemieux, and one huge Iserman season on that list. Colorado-Nashville tonight. Avs win. They lock up the one seed in the Central. They don't, and it's Dallas. The matchups for the playoffs other than that set. You can take a look here. But I turn to the captain, Emily Kaplan. What matchup most jumps out of you in round one? Well, Tony, I'll be at three series next week, and the one I'm most excited about is Toronto versus Tampa. 2004-2005, that's when the salary cap was introduced. That's the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs have won a playoff series, despite spending more than the rest of the league and all the outside stuff, and they're going against the team that's been to two of the last three Stanley Cup finals. They've been dog-tired this year, but like the Golden State Warriors, the Lightning can turn up a notch once they get to the playoffs. The last time they played in the regular season last week, it was a slugfest. It's going to be a great, great series. 
Do we even have any time for everybody else? Uh, Tim Kalashoff, please. I like the Devils and Rangers going at it again. It reminds you of that great series in the 90s when the Rangers won the Cup. But these Devils set franchise records. That's not easy to do when you've won as many Cups as New Jersey. Mm. Clint Yates, first round matchup you're looking at. There's a team in the playoffs that doesn't get there often. It used to get there a lot. Oh, look, I have a hat. They're the New York Islanders. I'm so glad. That was a good run late. They very rarely make it, and they completed that New York, everybody makes the playoffs this spring thing. I'm looking forward to it. And they don't even draw Boston, you know, sneaking in as late as they did. But you, you like the Islanders to win in the first round? No, I don't, but I'm glad they don't. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you very much. I hear you, but thank you very much. And Harry Lyles Jr. Look, I want to be where the Boston Bruins are going to be at this postseason. We have watched a historically great team. Most points, most wins. Their goal differential is 62 higher than the second team with the most goals. This is a team, I think, I know we poo-poo on the President's Trophy teams every year, right? They fade out. I don't think this is going to be the case. I have them going That'll all be the way. last word, Harry. Thank you for that. Gates and Kaplan in show to next. Cap, real quick, who do you have in that match with Toronto versus Tampa? I think Toronto does it. I think they finally make it through. Go down next. Goaltending, though. It's always goaltending. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Only time for one showdown, and it's hockey. Cooler overtime goal winner, game winner, and goal last night. NHL, Juso Parsonen goes between the legs for the Preds win. Phenom Luke Hughes, first initial goal, is an overtime game winner, and his brother Jack got the assist. Clinton, what's the cooler play? It's got to be the second one. That first goal happens about once a week at this clip in the NHL. Mm. What doesn't happen is Oprah's in the NHL with your family on the ice and not even in your own barn. Uh-huh. Emily Kaplan? Clinton's right. The YouTube, hey, Barber, video game generation is going to do this all the time. His cellular was pretty chill, though, just the shrug. The Hughes brothers are going to connect all of the time in the future. We're going to see dozens of these goals. Best goal last night was actually scored by Jonathan Taze after the Blackhawks said they're not bringing their longtime mm. captain back. He scores in his last game at the United Center. Pretty chilling, cool moment. Uh. Oh, so you're ordering off menu. I like it. You started your answer saying Clinton's right. That's a tough way to start a showdown, Emily. Clinton's right. Clinton gets the FaceTime. 30 seconds. Last fall, Lavelle Davis Jr., Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Perry lost their lives, three members of the football team for the University of Virginia, in a tragic incident coming back from a field trip that took them all the way to D.C. to see a play about Emmett Till. 
There are still questions on campus about what happened surrounding that situation and people are still grieving. The hashtag UVA strong is all over Charlottesville as well as the numbers of the players. They returned to play as a team for the first time in the spring game on Saturday. I was talking to Chris Long, longtime UVA player and legend there. He said it'll be the first time these guys have people come together to root for them and not just mourn. Wishing you luck, Charlottesville, this weekend in your football program. Thank you, Zach Clifton. Yes. On a 71 and a half hour break. That's our weekend. We'll see you guys Monday.